What's going on, folks? Curtis Wilkerson, Scotty Borderline of Natty State Sports, coming to you with the Monday episode of the Pot at the Palace. Scotty, we could talk ball, I think, every day, all day, but it's, you know, I think it's safe to speak for both of us when I say it's a lot more enjoyable to do after a Razorback win. Even Easier, easier for sure. Yeah. <laughs> even when the season's been kind of a mess. And, uh, hey, man, that's exactly what Arkansas did against Georgia on Saturday. Uh, and and look, like even with this season not going near the way I think anybody expected it to, Arkansas did what they were supposed to do in this game, right? I mean, it's uh, when you play Georgia at home in basketball, uh, that's just a game that you that you have to win, and they found a way. Yeah, you're supposed to beat Georgia at home. There's no doubt about it. Um, I thought that the Saracen line when it came out and other lines from like other um, places that do such things uh, had Arkansas as a favorite. I was surprised and you know I was talking to my dad before the game and he was like those folks are outside of their mind but it's yeah. it's like they know you know what I'm saying and I think Ellis was even Ellis was sweating it out with like the last T-mark free throw mm. with like point yeah. 0.8 left and so it, everything happens in a game and then it comes down to something that you know takes place in the last point 0.8 seconds so yeah they know but um, it was good to see Arkansas win a game at home that it was um and it was their first Saturday win in SEC play. Their first. So <laughs> that's nuts. I didn't realize that. You're 100 yeah. percent right. Yeah. Yikes. I, think, I mean, it'd been Auburn and then a bunch of road games on Saturdays. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Like the crowd about what you expected. Yeah, I, I was. I feel like it was about what we predicted, like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody, at tip off, I was like, "Dude, this is thirty this minutes. Good, thirty man. minutes before tip off, I was like, Dude, this yeah. crowd is going to be cheeks.' But but it it filled in a little filled bit, a little. and uh, you know, I think the biggest thing was the Razorbacks gave them a reason to get as loud as they could, right? Um, which was nice because there were times. I mean, especially early. Was it you that said to me that it felt like uh, just like a like a G League game or something, or like a women's basketball game or something? I had a no couple, offense, but like. I had a couple thoughts in the first half, and I've had these thoughts in the past too because I covered the last couple years of Mike Anderson. So um, the loudest thing in the gym at some time, at some points in the game, was the ball hitting the floor. Yeah. And the crowd at one point did not even sing along to Red Solo Cup. That's tough. When DJ Derek played Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup, um, people didn't even sing along to it. So it was kind of just like they were there floating Mm -hmm. through the game almost like both teams were. Yeah. For a while. Well, I feel like the uh, the halftime corgi race just brought it just provided a jolt it to did. the building. Yeah. And in the second half, you know, it was uh, it carried over to play. So I was I was excited about that. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, I thought the corgi race was awesome. I lost money on the corgi race. Did you? Yeah. No, I was all in on Pepper Patty. The one in the you should have listened to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was fun, man. The only thing that would have made it better for me is if it was a wiener dog race for obvious reasons. <laughs> you should have brought Slim Jim. Oh, dude, he would have. <laughs> Lost, dude. I think the corgi <laughs> race was such a hit that they should just keep going with like different, you know, breeds of dogs. Yeah, get every kind of weird, uh, short. But they got to be dog. small though, small yeah. dogs. Yeah, because you can't have German shepherds in there. <sighs> maybe you make them do a down and back. Yeah, maybe you, you just get put creative. like the, maybe you put like the braces <laughs> on the baseline. So you know, like you ever seen like whippets do dog races? <laughs> do a whippet race in bud, dude. That would bring the folks out. Now we're talking. Now yeah, we're you talking. have them run down and backs and just smash that board and then just have them kind of catapult back that would be electric. must you want entertainment it, it was literally us. was the shortest race i've ever seen it was yeah. like 
it was uh, peppermint patty was like so much faster than all the other dogs it was uh, that that race was over in like two seconds and then we went like two-thirds the length of the court which was weird right to me it was just past half court yeah i didn't get it yeah that was kind of strange but no I, I think you're onto something there honestly listen must he's got to hit us up man like we're doing his his off-season work for him in the portal right now like we're we're giving him ideas for entertainment to keep butts in the seats like you know What's next? Like, what do we have to do to get on, you know, get on staff or, or maybe he needs to partner with Natty State Sports. I don't know. We'll, we'll have yeah. to talk to him about right, it. So maybe he should do a it, pod with our network. Yeah, maybe he should. I think he should. That'd be great. He, he needs have, to answer some he, tough questions. He could, he could have players on <laughs> yeah. during the week or assistant coaches that we never I'm talked sure they'd to. love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, address some of these rumors, Eric. Like last week's podcast that yeah. you would have done would have been electric. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, let us know what's really going on here. Uh God, yeah, just it. It's nice to get a win, and it does not move the needle at all uh, in the big no. picture of things. Like the metrics are still in shambles. The record is twelve and eleven, but you just you just take any win you can get any way you can get it at this I point. I loved your tweet at the end of the game yesterday. It was like Arkansas beats Georgia. The details don't matter. <laughs> a win is a win. Yeah, dude, it doesn't matter <laughs> how you got no it done. No score, no stats, no leading nope. scores, none of that. No, and it was dicey there at the end. Yeah. I, I really think, you know. For us at this point, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the healthiest approach maybe to covering what's just such an inconsistent basketball team is to evaluate each individual game like through its own lens right. without getting too caught up in what's happened in the past or what's probably going to happen in the future because I think a lot of people probably looked at this win. I could tell from my mentions on Twitter, and they're like, yeah, but we know how it's going to be the next game right. or Oh, you know, you're not going to be able to rely on this guy, you know, against Tennessee. And yeah, all those things are probably true. So maybe we just talk about this game in the lens of its of, of the 40 minutes that they played. Mm -hmm. And then we just move on. It doesn't yeah. have to be about will it translate to Tennessee? Because guess what? No, it won't. And the LSU game didn't translate to the Georgia game. That's just right. the way it is with this team. Yeah. Uh, and Muss even alluded to that when he was like, hey, you know what? With this group. Our lineups probably going to be matchup based from a night to night thing, and so what I heard was he's going to start twenty different lineups. Exactly, yeah, and he's at thirteen so far. He's he's cooking. He can man. get there. Yeah, he's cooking. <laughs> uh, but let's, with that thought in mind, you know, just just given what we watched on Saturday, let's let's grade this thing out a little bit, shall we? Um, I, I'm going to start with just overall, like a big picture for this. I was thinking about it this morning, and I feel like for the game itself, I feel like I give Arkansas a solid B for okay. what they did against Georgia. Like, you avenged a loss that you took on the road. Uh, it, the Eric Musselman revenge tour has begun. We know how he is with those things. Uh, I don't know even who else would even qualify for that. I guess Kentucky uh, and LSU, I think, are the other two teams that they've taken an L to that they play again. I think so. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay, we'll call it a revenge tour. Um, but, you know, like – Arkansas lets a double-digit lead slip away. Uh, they were down at one point there late. Uh, it's adversity that they haven't handled well in the past. I wouldn't even say that they've really handled it well in this particular game, but they won. Like, they, right. they figured it out. They got it done. So I mean, Georgia came back from that deficit, took a lead, and then Arkansas regained the lead. So that's, I mean, they showed us a little bit there. Yeah. More than what they've done in the past, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they you know, they lost by double figures the first time they played those guys. Um, and, and so you, you know, flip the script, you got to win. Uh, you had another one of those games, your most recent outing where it was like, are they even trying? Are they disconnected? Do they care? I thought they played hard. 
Um, I thought they looked good. I mean, yeah, I listen, I, I'm never going to give anybody an A-plus for beating the Georgia Bulldogs in basketball, but, yeah. dude, they need, they need to win. They got it. And yeah. so that's kind of where I think I'm at with that. Uh, but I'm curious to get your thoughts maybe more specifically, um, you know, just, just some of the things you saw offensively and defensively, you know, if you had to, if you had to put a number on it, a grade on it, like what, what impressed you? What stood out to you? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I would probably go, I'm, I, I might go slightly lower than you, maybe a B minus. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like Arkansas's defense in the second half, like Georgia, like both of those teams. I remember looking at stat broadcast at one point and Arkansas was shooting like 70%. Yeah. More than halfway through the second half. And then Georgia was in the mid sixties. And so that, that's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, we looked at each other at one point and was like, nobody's getting stops. Mm-hmm. And we needed one more Makai Mitchell rebound. And we're like, thanks by the way, brother, we're not getting it. We're not getting it because <laughs> Georgia, Georgia's not going to miss a shot. And Arkansas is either, you know, hitting shots or getting fouled and going to the line. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, dude, where's this rebound going to come from? Um, overall though, I liked what I, I liked what I saw from Arkansas offensively, more balanced than... Yes. I mean, and more... Like, if you look at... I think I said this on the post-game show, first time that they've had five guys in double figures since the Florida game. I that, still can't believe that, that Florida by the game way. was just kind of like five guys were in there, you got to throw it away, though, because yeah. you can't take anything from it. Right. That was a, This was a true balanced effort, to your sure. point. Yeah. yeah. Ellis went for 15, Minifield 15, Kai 14, T-Mark your leading scorer is like your fourth leading scorer in that game. Um, and then Jalen Graham gives you good minutes too. Mm-hmm. So I like the balance. Um, Three-point attempts were probably right about where I expected them to where be. Where were they? Five uh, for 14. Okay, yeah. But another plus was Arkansas was on the right side of the three-point differential. Like they hit five and gave up four. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember at one point Georgia had missed like 11 straight threes, something like that. So maybe it was just like a – be a one-off game from three for Georgia because I know they can shoot it a little bit, um, but you you take it's a make or miss, right? Yeah, they missed them. Yep. Um, Arkansas did a solid job on the glass. They actually won the rebounding battle too. Um, it's always a good thing for this team for sure. Bench points were good, forty-four to twenty. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to there's a lot that you like from yeah. that, and then obviously like I, I kind of teased it when I was uh, posting my story on Kai and Jalen Graham last night. Like if you're looking for a player of the game, it's it's easy. It's it's L. Yeah. He was fantastic. And one of the reasons he played a season high in minutes was he rebounded, defensive rebounded, and he came up with three steals. And so that's that's a surefire way to stay on the He's floor. guarding power forwards. And he was guarding Which power Which Georgia's forwards. power forwards aren't really power forwards. I'm going to hey, have to go back yeah. and look at that and see yeah. um, just how much. But, I mean, I, I'm not doubting Eric and what he said. No, I've, um, I've learned uh, to not do that. Uh, the ball movement, I good. thought that was great. You know, 227 passes. That's, that's like 100 more than they've had in a loss yeah. in the last couple of weeks, I think. It's really good. I remember after one game, Must said they had 100. It was either 165 or 145 passes in a game. Yeah. And I think he said last night they had 119 in the first half. That's good um, and so that's actually pretty good balance there, too, because somebody on Twitter asked me, like, how many of those 227 came in the first half versus the second half when they were going against that 1-3-1 zone, which – on the surface, it kind of appeared like that messed with them, mm-hmm. but it really didn't. I mean, Arkansas continued to score. They had some turnovers there, but it wasn't really because of the damn trap. It was because Keon Minifield kept stepping out of bounds. Right. <laughs> like, so I actually thought they handled yeah. that pretty well, uh, and, and they kept it moving. 
when you're when you're going against a trapping zone like that, it's just gonna look weird. Like you can't run sets right. against that. And it was so extended. And it was so extended. Very right. extended. So um, you know, yeah, I, there there were times where it was like it felt like only T Mark and Devo were touching it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it would get to the middle or right like right at the top of the key or the free throw line, and then L just stashed in that left corner, ready to bang a three. The, so, the knockdown catch and shoot guy, right. L Ellis, yeah, from, the, exactly. from the corner. Yeah. I, at one point, <laughs> I think I looked at you and I was like, dude, they need a shooter on the floor. And then you're like, <laughs> L hits a three and he's like, they got it. He's right there. There was uh, maybe, I can't remember. I think it might have been the start of the second half. At one point, you looked over at me and you were like, rank the shooters on the floor right now. And I said, Chandler Lawson won. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it was, uh, it was just kind of crazy. Um, you kind of alluded to it, I think, so I, I know where you're headed with this, but like if you had to, you know, who was your your A-plus guy or the game ball or the gold star, whatever the hell teachers give students who do a nice job, like who, if you had to pick one, who was your guy in this game? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it's it's L. I, I mean, so. the, you, you mentioned it too, like just the mental fortitude it takes to go from not playing at all the last two games, and he didn't even play in the game that they Blew Missouri out. Right. Did not even play. Yeah, that's a good point. And then LSU was almost the opposite of the Missouri game. They tried everyone but you. Still didn't get in. (laughs) But it's like, maybe he's only going to play when he can guard fours. Maybe so. It makes no sense to me. And it's such a weird deal with L. I kind of went through. I'm glad you touched on that story. Because I was just looking at his season, you know, kind of in... (laughs) a microscope and it's like he starts three or four games and then it's not like he just gets replaced in the lineup and he's the sixth man all of a sudden like he's just not playing yeah like the minutes are so few and far between and then he comes back and he starts four out of five or whatever and then he played I think he played like 26 minutes over the course of six games but he's just not playing at all and it's the same deal then all of a sudden boom back in the lineup and then you don't play at all for two games but every time He's like so far removed from the rotation where you're like, I guess this is finally it for L. Like uh, he must not be handling this well. Yeah. We're not going to hear How from many him times again. Have we said that that's probably yeah. it for him. And then he has the Duke game. Yeah. Or he has the Texas A&M game. Or he has the Georgia game. But whenever they give him another shot and let him rock a little bit, he always has a big performance and it always coincides with a win. Yeah. Now here's the question: What's he going to look like against Tennessee on Wednesday? My guess probably not great. Yeah. And then we'll run into the same situation. Then in two weeks he'll appear again and he'll win he can, Arkansas game. I don't game. think he can guard one of Tennessee's fours. I just I I don't. No, yeah, you probably don't want to put him on uh, Toby Awaka or uh, you know Jonas Adu or yeah, whoever the heck. That's not happening. Like, I probably or Josiah Jordan James. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't want that matchup either. Can I read you his minutes in SEC play game by game? Yes, please do. Hammer home the it's, point it's here. Freaking wild. Yeah. Auburn seven, Georgia one. Florida 3, A&M 31, South Carolina 23, Mississippi, or Ole Miss 23, Kentucky 32, DNP, DNP 37. That's <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> like, and people wonder why this team is so inconsistent. And it's, and I'm really not blaming Must here because I understand, like, he, you, you also have to produce. Like, it's not like L was just sure. killing it and yeah. then his minutes were fluctuating. But he is the poster child for the inconsistent rotation. A hundred percent, man. It's it's so crazy. But, hey, good on him for responding the right way, having a good attitude and, and having a good showing. Hopefully he can stack some games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's clearly kind of the game ball guy. 
But I mean, there were others who impressed me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to steal your your thunder on the front court because I know you touched on those guys, those guys and it was a good, good story. But I, I will hit on Minifield. Yeah. Um, again, like outside of just not knowing where the out of bounds line is, uh, one of our favorite you know guys who's always in the chat, Kingsley. He responded to one of my tweets and he was like, did his shoe size go like he did go all the shoe size and now he's just stepping like his toes on the line. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was nuts, but I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, he made a three, but he was way more efficient in the paint than he has been. I think he was six of 11 from the field. If my if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, um, I thought he was good on the defensive end of the floor, too. He had that one play where he literally just rose up and blocked the dude's three-point attempt and then took yeah, it, it coast wild. to that coast. Was perfect anticipation. Yeah, the only yeah. thing he didn't do was hammer the dunk. I went back and watched it because I was like, oh, did he did he baby dunk that? Like, I used to do that in, you know, like sophomore nice year or whatever. Uh, but he was he was over the rim. Like, he could have dunked it if he wanted to, but hey, he's a smart guy. He's like, nah, I'll just get the two points. It's fine. Right. Um, but I was, I was really impressed with Minifield, and I put a short out today. And I get it. Like, they can't have Keon and L on the floor together against certain teams. Like, they're not going to be able to get away with that against Tennessee. Uh, but matchups where they can, I like it. I had a lot yeah. of fun with it uh, because yeah. either one of those guys can play on or off the ball. I think it takes a lot of pressure off Tremont Mark uh, as, a, as a creator there. So yes. I, I was a fan of it. So when there's a matchup that's favorable where they can hold up defensively, sign me up for that. But, yeah, I, I like Keon, and I know uh, you got some thoughts on the front court there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just I thought that Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell were really good, different halves, but they were really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Graham. That's true. Graham had ten of his eleven, I think, in the first half, and then Kai scored fourteen. And I looked at after after the game, I was just kind of like, it's it felt like he had four and four forever, yeah. and then all of a sudden he, he finishes did. with fourteen. And so he scored 10 of his 14 in the last five minutes. That was big. And he had like a layup that gave him a lead. He hit a couple free throws that gave him a lead. And so it's not just like they were, you know, you got a four or five point lead and he had to lay up just to kind of give you some cushion. They were like much needed. Very clutch. Yeah. He's gotten so much better at the free throw line. He has. Like he was before he came to Arkansas, he was literally a career 50% free throw shooter. Yeah. And he improved on that last year, but I think he was. Maybe low, maybe mid sixties. But what is I mean, what is he shooting now? He's twenty two of twenty seven in conference play. Yeah, he's killing it. I think he's over seventy five percent from the year and he looks confident up there. It looks good. Uh that's huge when you can have your center do that. Um and I was I was only half joking when they sub they sub blocker in for him, you know, in that final I think there was like eight seconds left. They're trying to get the ball in bounds. I said, man, Kai might be a better free throw shooter and ball handler. Like, why'd you take him out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, but kudos to Kai, man. I And, you know, there were times there in that game where I thought he was going to kind of lose control. And we heard uh, Keith Smart on the, on the Sassy's radio show talking about limiting Kai's blowups where he just gets too emotional. He's an emotional player. But you remember that one time where, like, play was ongoing and the ball's going back down the floor and Kai is like, aggressively approaching the official like yeah. he didn't give a crap yeah. about what was going on in, in the game. front of the georgia bench but on the opposite sidelines yes. officials in the <laughs> corner how did he not get the a ball's tee? getting inbounded and kai walks from like the right elbow <laughs> over to the corner and he, it's it's not like he's just like got his hands out like this it's like <laughs> one of those as, that was as far nuts, as i remember man. it was yeah it was crazy <laughs> um but I, yeah i think we need to give kai his flowers too he's yeah He's averaging almost 14 points 
in the last four games. He scored in double figures in four straight games for the first time in his college career. That's awesome, man. Good for him. He's really good. And I asked Eric after the game, um, uh, I'll, I'll be really transparent here. There was a question about Makai, about two questions before I asked about Makai. And thankfully, I worded it a little bit differently. Um, but I just brought up the scoring streak he's on. And yeah. Eric, you know, just sky's blue. Eric's going to talk about high FTA guys. Yes. And so he's like, at least a couple <laughs> games in that stretch, you know, he's had a bunch of free throws attempted, eight on uh, on Saturday, had 10 against Kentucky, which is, is good work. He had four in both the games in between. So mm -hmm. um, he's been really good there. He's taken 27 free throws in conference play, 26 of them in the last four games. So he's playing physical. He's finishing around the rim. He's converting at the free throw line, which is what they need. And I saw that there was a comment on my story about the front line guys. Um, and they were like, why wasn't Jalen Graham playing in the second half when the game was pretty tight? It's free throws. Yeah. Right? Yep. 100% true. Because Georgia's – I mean, where would Arkansas – where would Eric have put JG in the – in like on the floor against that 1-3-1? Is it the dunker spot? Or he would have been in the dunker spot for in sure. In the dunker spot. So yep. you you throw it to him, and it's just like an automatic wrap-up. Yep. Georgia yeah, probably true. wouldn't have even cared if they'd have gotten a flagrant. It's just he's yeah. probably going to go up to the free throw line and split it best one out of three. Like yeah, you just, at, yeah, you hope he makes you're just, one. You're yeah. keeping a bad FTA guy <laughs> off the free throw line. That's a good point. By not playing him, but in the first half, they needed his points. Mm -hmm. That was a And they had part. no answer for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he was a reason why they went into halftime up five, despite their best efforts to not go into halftime up five. Yeah, they they tried hard <laughs> yeah. uh, to to have a poor finish. Yeah, to it, the half. it was just it was a really it was just I thought it was really good work. Different segments of the game, JG mm -hmm. got loose in the first, um, and then Kai closed strong. Yeah, so that's, great. That's exactly what you want. Those guys are putting up over twenty six points a game the last four. So yeah. keep rocking with them. How would we? evaluate or categorize or sum up Devo's return. Uh, he played just as much as I thought he would. First of any, all, did anybody nail the stat prediction? Is anybody getting seven, Brew? He finished with four points the other day. He finished with four points. What did yeah. he have? He had four points, four rebounds, three assists. Mm -hmm. I think legitimately um, only my dad and my buddy Evan, who shout out to Evan, I met him at a Parker McCollum concert at Georgia's and we hit it off over the uh, one shining pod that Mark Titus and Tate Frazier used to do. Yeah. We hit it off over that and we've been, gosh, that was probably three or four years ago. Um, my dad and my buddy Evan were the only guys that even nailed his points. Oh, wow. No seven brew for y'all. And it's, I'll, I will come up with something for Wednesday. We'll keep this going until somebody wins something. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be related to Dalton Connect's scoring line <laughs> okay. uh, for Tennessee on Wednesday. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, Devo. <sighs> Nothing surprised me. No. Really he, at all. It was just a typical Devo kind of game this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I thought he played hard defensively. Um, he was moving the ball like it didn't stick with him, but I don't know that there was a lot behind yeah. the ball movement. I think what like, I told you was like I don't think a whole lot of these passes have much purpose to them. Yes, like, that's a better way to say it. Yeah. With like he finished with three assists, so he like was tied for the team lead. Yeah, he had a couple good ones, a, a couple nice assists. I there. remember one to Kai late. Yes, that was that was kind of that was pretty big. Yeah, he hit the three, which was nice to see. Other than that, it felt like a lot of dribble penetration. 
and like you even mentioned, like he was pointing to guys and just like kind of directing traffic, but nobody would <laughs> they move. Weren't, like, they weren't listening. Well, like, yeah. They weren't moving where he wanted them to go, and so it was kind of driving. I would pitch it back three feet. It was a, it was a lot of that. Right. Um, but I think some of that maybe had to do with, you know, Georgia playing a zone mm-hmm. um, and I, maybe just not getting proper off-ball movement that maybe he yeah. wanted. I think he only turned it over once. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. Like he was, he was fine. Now he did make a just boneheaded decision um, and play on the defensive end of the floor in the closing seconds of that game. Yeah. But I thought you were going to talk about the three he took, like the one shot that he took. It was like a well, thirty. It was like a thirty footer. It was, and of yeah. course it went in. Yeah, threevo. Yeah, <laughs> he's back, baby. Uh, but I mean, listen, it was good to see him back. I, you know, must said that he actually asked to come out of the game, like cause the conditioning wasn't there at one point. Um, I guess that kind of surprises me, given it's it's Devo and he's like the Energizer Bunny or whatever. But hey, yeah. he's been gone for two weeks, so uh, but good to see him back in there. I, I I he didn't stand out to me, but I also didn't think he was uh, a liability. Like I don't think there's very many guys who could miss that much time, uh, and not just being in games, but like not being around the team, and then yeah. show back up, practice for a few days, and then you know make a positive impact and be able to do what he did. So, but you wonder if Eric trusts him, who was inbound on the ball. Late in the game, yeah. I mean, he's hasn't done a whole lot the last couple of weeks, and then he first game back, you're putting the ball in his hands to get the ball inbound, and so you can seal the game. And can we just go ahead and say, like, being the inbounder for the Arkansas Razorbacks, coached by Eric Musselman against the press in late situations, got to be most stressful thing. Yeah, no joke in the world. Yeah. It gets no worse than that. Yeah, Mike Rowe <laughs> might need to do a, a dirty jobs on that one. That one's tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that is. Uh, that's just not a fun situation to be in at all because I don't know. Like Mus is a great coach, but his his press breakers. Sorry, dude. Yeah, and you got five guards on the floor, and you cannot get the ball inbounded. I just I don't understand. That's frustrating. Maybe you just need to do the line of scrimmage play out of bounds, and you know, just have two yes. guys two guys <laughs> set a pick on one defender, and the other guy goes against the ball. I don't know. Gosh, yeah, that's a. It's never a situ- good situation for Arkansas to be in. They always it's struggle with super that. Super stressful. I can't imagine what my dad was like watching that. He, <laughs> oh, man. he stresses out big time over the, over that kind of stuff. But he's not alone. Like it's just a, it's an adventure. Every time they try to inbound the ball late game on the baseline, uh, it just seems like it's it's yeah. almost mission impossible there. Yes, exactly. Well, before we move on from this Georgia game, we are going to pat ourselves on the back. Um, behind you is the. Natty State Sports Transfer Portal Big Board, and we put Georgia freshman point guard Silas Dimery on it after the last time these two teams played. He's tough. Um, and listen, we had our launch party in here Friday night, and we showed a lot of people this board, and there was one notable uh, basketball mind who looked at me and said, why you got that guy up there? <laughs> and we said we both like him, and he's a big point guard, tall, and he fits the mold, and he just yep. promptly comes into Bud Walton Arena, and he gives Arkansas 19 points on 7 of 10 shooting from the floor. He knocked down his only three-point attempt. He was 4 or 5 from the free throw line. He had three assists and one turnover. He had one block and two steals. That's pretty damn good work, <laughs> I good. think. It's good. So uh, he's going to stay on the board, and kudos to you because that was your uh, addition to I the board. Move him up some, yeah. I might move him up. Yeah, he might he might be moving up there. One thing I do know is Anderson Garcia ain't going nowhere. I was about to say he ain't moving ahead of Anderson Garcia. I texted, you, I texted you last night and said he's got 13 points and 33 rebounds in the last two games. That brother that brother might move up to the first slot. Man, seriously, that is insane. And he's a six seven wing. You know, it's not like yeah. he's a seven foot. He's not Zach Eady. 
grabbing right. those rebounds. The dude is just a freaking monster. Yeah. And that's those seventeen's not even a season high. He had nineteen. Uh, yeah, he had nineteen in his Houston Christian one game. But doing thirty three in two SEC games back to back is, I mean, that's clearly more impressive. That's than good work. And, and Arkansas is uh, the directional city school in Texas. Yeah, Arkansas gets to see him again uh, here in the in the short. In the short term. Um, good luck to the Arkansas front court. Yeah, good one. luck for that, which kind of – we'll move on from this Georgia game now, but we talked about it a little bit on the postgame show last night, but Arkansas has got to avoid Wednesday sadness in, yep. in at the SEC tournament, man. Um, listen, like they're, they're not going to the NCAA tournament unless they win the SEC tournament, right? So you really – would like to play one less game at this thing, <laughs> you know, like you sure. don't want, what would it be? Four games and four nights you'd yeah. have to do to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, oh, five games. Would that then? be five? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. You just, you don't want those problems. No, because uh, at some point you're going to have to start playing guys that you don't normally play just exactly. to rest guys that have been playing to get you to that. You right. Know, maybe if you make it to day three. So you know? Arkansas has to get inside of the top 10 of these standings if they're going to, give themselves any kind of chance to make a, a run there in Nashville. Uh, right now, Arkansas is in 12th. I, I think that you can comfortably say that they should probably finish ahead of Vanderbilt, Missouri. I mean, they got a two-game cushion on Vandy. You get them in Bud Walton. Uh, you What's got a three-game. on Vandy? Is it like is it three games, four games? It's uh, it's a two-game. Yeah, so Arkansas is three and seven. Vandy's one and nine right now. Who did Mizzou beat? Mizzou has – oh, Mizzou hasn't beat anybody. Sorry. Okay. okay. Mizzou's 0-11. So you're you're three a... games up on Mizzou. Vandy's <laughs> one and nine. You're two games okay. up on them. Gotcha. Uh, and so Arkansas, they're a half game behind Georgia. Okay. okay. But but you need to pass two more teams. Yeah. So they would need to pass Georgia and theoretically, uh, probably LSU, mm-hmm. who is at, at four and six right now. So they're a game ahead of Arkansas. They they have the 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 bird in hand. Uh, but you get them at home, right? And so. I, I look at this, and then you got to you kind of have a jumbled mess there. Like there could be another team that tanks. I mean, Mississippi State's five and six. Ole Miss is five and five. Like you're within striking distance of those teams, but whatever. Like Arkansas has to pass two more to get out of that stupid opening night in Nashville. Um, I like some of the matchups that they have to do that with some of these teams. Like they, they you know, you get Vanderbilt at home, you get Missouri at home, back to backs. There's zero margin for error there. Like you have to win yeah. those games. Uh, they get LSU on a return. I think that's senior day for Arkansas. Yep. You have to avenge that. I know they kicked your tail in Baton Rouge. They're not that much better than Arkansas. Right. That's a game that you should be able to win. The problem, Scotty, is beyond that on the schedule. I don't like these wins are. They're gonna have to beat somebody that they probably shouldn't. They're not supposed to. Um. Yeah. And so if you think about them doing that at home, those opportunities would be. Who Tennessee or is that's it, right? Because they got Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and LSU left at home. Right. So then, then you got to think: Can you pick off one of these teams on the road? You got Mississippi State, you got A and M, you got Kentucky, and you got Alabama. Yeah, nothing's telling me to this point. Nothing's telling me that you can. Right. And so you know, like you, if you beat those three teams that you're supposed to beat or theoretically should beat, that puts you. you're six and twelve. That's not going to get you in the top ten. I don't mm-hmm. believe in this league. I think seven and eleven could. Um, so they have to pick off one of these games. Like what? 
who would you think would be the most likely or the, you know potential candidate for them to get? I think we can go ahead and say like those three games: Mizzou, Vanderbilt, LSU, must wins. You got to have them. Yeah. So but if you're going to get that another would put one, put you at six. That would put you at six. Yeah. You got to get another one, maybe two, but at least one. <laughs> I might say something wild right here. Okay. I think Arkansas will win one of the three road games against Mississippi State, Texas A&M, or Kentucky. Wow. Kentucky. Hey, they're gettable Listen, now. Kentucky is struggling. And granted, they pl- they, they've lost three straight home games. Yeah. And granted, it's Florida, Tennessee, Gonzaga. Um, But that team doesn't play any defense. Zero. And you already know that you've played them well. Mm-hmm. On your home floor, granted, Dillingham was a DNP, and that's right. a, that's a big one. Oh, but that team's got some major defensive problems, huge Kentucky defensive does. problems, and uh, and they can score it now. But they can, yeah, you can score that's, with them. That's really, what gives me pause because I think like the way the Arkansas front lines playing, you throw it into Jalen Graham, and I feel like he can he can go get you something now. Now, Graham E.K. was giving him the business yeah. yesterday Gonzaga, for Gonzaga. No um, you might be onto something there because also uh, that is uh, they're, clearly they're vulnerable at home. Arkansas has weirdly had a lot of success in Rupp under Muss. Yeah. Um, and they're still freshmen. It's a lot of freshmen, young guys. Uh, they don't overwhelm Arkansas. They're more talented than Arkansas, but they don't overwhelm them physically or in terms of their size and skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, maybe that's one that you can can sneak up on them. I I would say the same, uh, maybe to a lesser degree than Kentucky, but I don't think Bama's off the table. Yeah, um, and we they can score it. Man, they can put up a million points in a minute. But you catch them on a night where you know they're going to shoot forty threes. You catch them on a night yeah. where they don't hit fifteen. Uh, they don't defend either. They're uh, the pain is sweet at Bama. They're vulnerable on the glass. So you know, um, and if there's ever a team like Arkansas could not win another game the rest of the way, and then go play Bama and Muss will have those dudes ready to play against yeah. NATO. It's like he just will. <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm not calling for Arkansas to beat either one of those teams. But if if you start looking at where could they steal one, mm-hmm. I would honestly put those two ahead of. Mississippi State or Texas A&M, I think, uh, just because of the sheer physicality. And that's what kind of – I think that's what – guys like Anderson Garcia that yes. scared me away from saying that Arkansas could win in College Station. Right. That's what scares me about these next three games is – I mean, you already beat A&M, so like you've, you've proven you can do that. Uh, I think that might have been A&M's worst game of the year that they played, uh, whatever. But – Tennessee, you think about their DNA. Mississippi State, you think about theirs. Texas A&M, you think about theirs. It's grown men who are tough and physical and gritty, and they'll punch you in the mouth, and they'll yeah. rebound. Um, it's it's kind of like the Arkansas kryptonite. Right. And you got to go play two of them on the road, and you got Tennessee coming in here. And Tennessee, they're vulnerable to bad games offensively, but they just had one. And yeah. so that's what worries me about Wednesday. Like they went to South Carolina last week, or actually maybe South Carolina came there, but they scored 59 points and yeah, they went South and dropped Carolina over 100 in Rupp. Yeah. Yep. And then they go to A&M and they only scored 69 in this game. They really struggled over the weekend. Now they're coming to Bud 
um, they don't seem like a team that has back-to-back bad games. And no. it's that, and I, I, I just think it's a horrible matchup for Arkansas they've, too. They've had their back-to-back, yeah, to back bad games. That was in Maui. Yeah, yeah. Right? When they're they lost playing to Purdue, Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever, exactly. bro. Like that happens. Right. Um. But yeah, Tennessee. You know, we talked about how good they are defensively. They're top fifteen in offensive efficiency too. Yeah. Their last. You know their last few games they put up like they had a stinker against A and M, but the games before that, eighty-eight points against LSU, and then they put up one hundred and three in Rupp. They're not like it. We talked about older guys. Like their older guys are scared of nobody. Yeah, nobody. No, and, and so it's, like older guys, they're not going to be scared of anybody. Or like, can they have bad nights? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what the A and M game was, right? Because we've talked in the past. Like, is Reed Arena is just weird place to play. Mm-hmm. Really matchups for matchups for Arkansas against Tennessee. We'll talk more about it, you know, on Wednesday, but like they don't exist for Arkansas. Like they don't have a guy who can, who can match up with Dalton connect. Mm -hmm. Um, and whoever that guy winds up being God bless him means you have one less guy for a monster, like Josiah Jordan James. Yeah. And who's going to keep Zakai Ziegler in front. And then we haven't even talked about, you know, Vescovy or going, Ganey or any of these. Other, like they're, they're going to go zone. They better. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, that game worries me. Arkansas hasn't won. In, has has must won in Mississippi State? I know he hasn't at A&M. I want to say no. I don't think he's won, yeah, at the hump either. So I don't think so. That's another building that's typically pretty tough to play in. Yeah. Especially when they're when Mississippi State's pretty mediocre, but they can get pretty rowdy when they're when they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, stick with me here for a second. I'll ask okay. you this. All right. Last season, when Arkansas goes to Kentucky, and the Mitchells kind of limit Oscar Shibway, mm-hmm. who expected that? Not me. Do you think the way that Kai is playing right now, that you feel better than? okay about him matching up with Tolu Smith. No. You don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Um I think No, I think he I, could hold I his own, but if, I think he's I think this has two fouls and three minutes written all over it. Sure. Um but a lot of it's dependent on what kind of whistle you're getting on the road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he got a good one at, at Kentucky and may, you know maybe he was getting a lot of ball on blocks and you know that kind of thing and they were letting him play a little bit, being mm. physical. Um but I think if I had to like rank those that A and M Mississippi State Kentucky road games, I'd probably put Mississippi State first. I think so too, though. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Tolu like, Smith I, has been playing well, and they're still losing games. I think you I know. said the Kentucky game. I was talking out of the side of my head, but like teams are just they're having teams are having success there. Like Kentucky beat Georgia there, but they gave up like ninety six points to Georgia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So and Gonzaga's not a tournament team. Yeah, like like they literally won that game and, and Lenardi moved them up on the first four out or right. the, the next four out. Yeah, and Flor, uh, yeah, Florida beat them in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean it's not like uh, yeah it's not like they've only been losing to Duke and Kansas and whoever in there. So yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're vulnerable. Kentucky's just kind of like literally an NBA team in the SEC. Like they can score like crazy, but mm-hmm. there's just going to be nights where maybe shots aren't falling in and they lose yeah. a game. And they're talented, but like Kentucky's not going to be ranked. Mm-hmm. When the when the AP poll comes out wild. Monday morning, that's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Maybe so more NBA talent than any team in the country. 
falling out of the top 25. Well, they only played Rob Dillingham 18 minutes against yeah, that Gonzaga. Was that's, that's crazy to me. It's nuts. Yeah, he went for like 26 and 30 and then got six shots up. Yeah, and then they had time out. they had that other kid in the game. I asked you who it was. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, something and, Burks. Yeah, and you've got McDonald's All-Americans, you know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. We could, we could do an entire podcast on Coach Cal and his uh, his transgressions. You, you guys think you get ticked off at Muss for some of the things that he does? Look at the talent on Kentucky and watch John Calipari coach a basketball Yeah, go to game. Message Board like, Genius's dude. Twitter account and then look at all the Kentucky posts yeah. that he's, he's screenshotted on that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a mess, but um, getting it back to Arkansas, like I, just, I, I think that Mississippi State game is your most gettable, winnable, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. and then A&M and then Kentucky. Like Kentucky's just – Kentucky's – it's – despite what's been going on recently, it's just, it's just tough to win there. Yeah. Teams are just doing it. Because Kentucky can't defend, but I think Mississippi State wants to bring games to a grind. A and M obviously does too. That's kind of the opposite of what Arkansas wants to do, um, you know. Ideally, so, and I, I'm not ready to say that Kai can, you know, go blow for blow with with Tulu Smith, but I didn't expect him to score ten plus in four straight games either. Yeah, you know, so. What I'll say is maybe expect the unexpected with this team. <laughs> Given that's, that's, that's what we've got right here. there. <laughs> yeah. That is some wisdom right there. Well, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Anything else you wanted to touch on that we didn't? Um not not I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. We covered it. I think I'm yeah, I think I'm pretty good. Nice I mean, win for I've, Arkansas. I'm happy. I've still got to go back and rewatch games or rewatch the game from Saturday for shots defended and potential assists, but um I don't really know what I'm going to I'm going to go into it kind of unexpected, like just probably going to surprise me a little. Uh, the second half, watching that second half defensively is probably really going to bug me. Um, oh, <laughs> forgot to tell you this. I, I uh, look, realized this yesterday or late last night when I was waiting on that Hawaii-UC Davis game to start. Yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> that we dropped. Ellis told us to drop a bag on. <laughs> Arkansas didn't miss a two-point shot in the second half against Georgia. Really? Yeah. They were 14 of 19 from the field, so five misses. All of the misses were from three. Wow. So they were 11 from 11, or 11 of 11 inside the arc. So – Okay. So go zone one scoring. Woo. <laughs> that's what Eric wants, right? So Yeah, man. They followed it pretty well. Wow. Okay. Well, that's uh that is impressive. And I guess it makes sense. They shot, was it seventy three point seven percent overall for the half? So yeah, yeah. five missed yeah. threes and there you yeah, go. Yeah, did not miss a two point shot. Wow. Okay. And there were I mean, there were people griping on the post game show in the comments that like Arkansas missed so many layups. Oh, I just want to scream and punch babies and stuff like that. But they're missing layups. They were fifteen of twenty one. So what's the what's the common denominator there? That's five out of seven. That's about seventy percent, seventy yeah. plus percent. Yeah, people were complaining to me about the. I was like, oh, 227 passes. That's great. It's like, what would have been nice if it resulted in more points? I'm like, resulted enough points for them to win the game. Exactly. It's, yeah. Just listen. I get it. Like th- this season has not gone the way it's needed to go, and you know yeah. they've underachieved or whatever. Uh, take the good. Yeah. Embrace it. I feel great today. I was more <laughs> bugged by the fact that Arkansas. Um, you know, you look at Georgia's, their visitor stats, their layups, they made 20 layups, mm. 20. So our, Georgia was plus five <clears> in layups on the road. Um, you still got, you got out of there with a win somehow. Yeah. Take the three away and uh, you don't have the rim protection that you did last year. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, they're more vulnerable in there. But yeah, and sh- and also credit to the what's that uh, Justin Hill. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, that that kid can play, man. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He got to the line like he was just killing him getting in the line. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you he's he's like severe Wheeler. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Because I think they're being generous with listing him six foot six foot flat. That's Did you know severe Wheeler still plays college basketball? He's at Washington, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Georgia to Kentucky to Washington. I don't know how he pulled that off, but he's still there. Making so. a career playing college basketball. Yeah, good for him, man. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We got things to do. We do. But this has been fun. Uh, maybe since they won, we'll get to talk to Eric Musselman uh, before they play Tennessee. I was thinking so, because Kay Wood was like, he didn't do the, all right, we're just going to go into the Tennessee preview. So yeah, I'm so, I'm hopeful. We'll see. At the very least, he'll, uh, he'll be on the radio Monday night. Uh, at Sassy, so which is the news breaking medium that for, might just be it. I didn't even think about that. Yet. Yeah, it's his next to last radio show, I think. Yeah, I got that right. one and then one in March, the open yeah. March. So we'll see a little Valentine's Day uh, date with the Tennessee Volunteers, but we will have a, a pod out Wednesday morning to to preview that one. It will be um, entertaining to say the least. We'll see how it goes. We're I have just no idea. Talk about Dalton Connect the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Prepare yourselves for that. Because and then maybe a memory from Zakai Ziegler at Birmingham. At, uh, oh yeah, at SEC Media Day. Yeah, remember he got asked about his knee. Yep, he was he was pretty pretty awkward about it. He did a good job. He <laughs> he drinks fast, by the way. <laughs> whatever that was, water yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's an interesting cat. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, it should be fun. Um, unfortunately for Rick Barnes, he will not have um, charges to complain about after the game, so he's going to have to find something else. Do you remember um, the last time there was a charge called in an Arkansas game? No, I don't either. Um. Somebody took. Did somebody take one yesterday? If they did, uh, it may not have been on purpose. Yeah, I think there was one taken yesterday. Whatever. It's crazy how it went from like <laughs> Rick Barnes is griping at this one Arkansas kid for taking a million to like I don't even remember when the last one was. Yeah, you just, just can't do it now. Yeah, it's basically yeah. been phased out of the game. <laughs> right. That's crazy. It's wild. All right. Well, good stuff, my man. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Again, everybody, appreciate you, as always, for tuning in. Make sure you jump over to the United States Sports YouTube and hit us with that subscribe. Um, click that notification bell, too. That way you get a, get let known whenever we're going live or when we got an episode coming out. we got a lot of good stuff. Baseball starts this weekend, so make sure you're checking out the Bombastic Podcast with Andrew. we got the John Neighbor Show. we got the Pod of the Palace. Uh, and if you get tired of hearing about sports, then tune in to the United States Six Pack, where me and Ellis talk about um Everything. I hope Nothing everybody listened before the Super Bowl. I mean, that's man. That was mandatory. Yeah. Pre Super Bowl listening. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, fun times. Fun a little times. bit of Reba. A little bit of Brittany Mahomes. Right. A little bit of Ed Cooley. Yeah. Not necessarily for the kids, but uh, and a lot yeah. of Flyway, from what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. And everybody come out to Flyway on Tuesday from go. four to six because we'll be out there and we're looking forward to that. But it's been a good show for Curtis Wilkerson, Scotty Borderline with United States Sports. It's been the Pot at the Palace, and we will catch you guys on Wednesday.